Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to VMB, the voice of Manhattan business brought to you by the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Bruce Hurwitz. You can find me on the web at hsstaffing.com. I hope everyone will be able to join me in two weeks on October 19 at noon when my guest will be Ann Kamen from New York Ranch Company. We will be discussing millennials. To learn about all future shows, please visit our website, thevoiceofmanhattanbusiness.com. And please remember to visit the events page on the Chamber's website, manhattancc.org, to learn about upcoming events on the Chamber's calendar. I am delighted to be joined today by Barbara Schwartz from AccuWeight Loss, The Bead Diet. We will be discussing managing stress without food. Please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. Nothing in this program should be viewed as offering medical advice or endorsing any health-related product or service. Persons should consult with their physician before beginning a diet or exercise regime of any type. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301. That number again, 805-243-1301. And dial 1 so I know you have a question. Barbara, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today, Bruce. It's nice to be here. Well, it's our pleasure. Tell us about yourself and your company. Well, as you mentioned, my name is Barbara Schwartz, and I'm the CEO of AccuWeight Loss. I'm a single adoptive mom and of a very feisty five-year-old now and very excited to be part of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce as both a resident and now AccuWeight Loss has its first Manhattan location in Times Square. So it's very exciting to be part of the Manhattan Chamber. Um, AccuWeight Loss is a revolutionary weight loss program. We have a proprietary algorithm that allows us to make something that's very complicated using acupressure to help with weight loss become very simple, something that anyone and everyone can do. It allows us to offer our clients in total health 15 pounds every 30 days of only body fat. And uh, we offer our program both through the mail and in 11 office locations, our newest being here in Manhattan. When I was preparing this and adding you to the website and everything else, I kept on typing the bread diet instead (laughs) of the bead diet. What is the bead diet? Well, we call it the bead diet because we do use acupressure as a key component of our program. Our clients wear little acupressure beads. Most people are more familiar with acupuncture, which is using you know needles in certain areas to promote health and move energy through the body. Acupressure actually predates acupuncture in Chinese medicine. And for our purposes, little acupressure beads are pasted on our client's head on the area behind their ear. And there are 12 different acupressure points on the head behind the ear, but only one point is working at any time. And identifying which one is working is what's quite complex, 
And we've been able through the years to develop a proprietary algorithm that allows us to determine which acupressure point is working for the individual that we're working with and so that the pattern of use is always accurate. And it's made something, again, very complex be something very simple. So you put these beads on and then you lose the weight because it impacts your hunger? Well, what the acupressure does, um, our clients do massage the beads every two hours, and what that does is it signals the hypothalamus in the brain to tell people that they're, which the hypothalamus, by the way, is your satiation center. So by stimulating the acupressure point, you're actually telling your brain that you're not hungry. So as compared to other programs where there might be appetite suppression, that's usually targeting the stomach, we're actually working with a much more powerful area, which is we're sending the satiation signal to the brain. So it is signaling to the brain that you're not hungry. While on program, you are on a restrictive program diet. Um, It is all natural vegetarian. It's temporary for the weight loss portion. It's not possible to lose weight without reducing calories. But typically, a reduction of calories would lead to something called starvation mode. And that's when the metabolism starts to slow down. Um, That's why people reach plateaus on other diets. Um, And the body will burn body fat, but it will also burn muscle, organ, connective tissue, and it might be leaching nutrients from the bones. The combination of the acupressure and the structure of the diet component of the program allows our clients to be in total health There is no physiologic starvation mode. There is no change to metabolism, and the body literally turns to the sugar stored in the fat cells for energy. One last question on this. You said that you do this by mail? We do have an international mail order program available, so we're able to service our clients anywhere at any time. Um, We do have a group of independent consultants who work with us away from our offices, Um, so their their office hours are more flexible to service people in other time zones. But how can they know how to put the beads on and which ones to stimulate if a professional isn't doing it? We do have this mathematical algorithm that allows us to calculate our clients' acupressure points based on various physiologic statistics. And then what we do is we mail them, again, so this is the mail order component, we do Mm -hmm. ship out the acupressure supplies and what we call an ear map, and we're able to show them where the acupressure points are, and then they're able to have somebody place them for them at home. We actually very recently have developed it. We have a prototype right now of an actual earpiece that will even simplify this further by somebody being able to hold it up to their head and position the bead directly from this new apparatus. And uh, that will be available in the next few months. And since it's just the beads and it's all external, there's no need for any FDA approval or anything like that? Correct. Um, Essentially, our clients are on the adult version of a baby's diet. They're utilizing whole milk and whole milk yogurt and fruits and vegetables. So you're buying your food on your own. And we do offer over 400 recipes that can be used while on the program. And I should also mention, while on program, there is no required exercise 
to lose the 15 pounds in 30 days. Exercise is certainly encouraged, but it's not required. Understood. Now, is it safe for someone, let's say on medication, to start a program such as yours? Absolutely. We have worked with people with all different types of medical issues. We do not provide medical services, and we, when asked to, we work very closely with the medical community. Um, you know, we work with people with diabetes, with high blood pressure, with high cholesterol, on all different kinds of medications. Um, a lot of people, sadly, are on antidepressants. Um, and again, we've worked with just about, in, we've been in business for almost 20 years. So over that time, we've worked with people in just about every kind of condition or complexity of those. Um, we do have medical people on staff who help advise us to help advise our clients when it is prudent for them to contact their medical professionals for adjustment of medication. So what's wonderful is in the years that we've been in business, we've seen thousands of people being able to reduce or eliminate their diabetic medication. We've seen thousands of people off their high blood pressure medication. We've seen improvement of cholesterol, et cetera. So it's, you know, losing weight um, does help that, but the diet itself is a detoxification for the system, and it does allow for a more quick response of the body doing its own healing. And again, then we refer our clients back to their medical professionals for adjustment of medication. What is stress? That's a good question. I do want to clarify there are different kinds of stress. What we're here to talk about today is situational stress. There are certain emotional stresses that are um, more psychological um, in their nature or psych psychiatric in nature, and there's stresses like breaking a bone and having a stress fracture. But we are here today to talk about situational stress. Um, another way to look at stress is actually anger at a situation that's beyond your control. So situational stresses are things that are, we perceive are happening to us. There are not enough hours in the day to get all the projects done that my boss has given me. I don't like my supervisor. I'm sitting in commuter traffic and I can't get to where I'm going on time. I have an ailing parent and I'm dealing with them as well as what my husband needs and what my children need. Um, when we feel that there are pressures in the world that are coming to us from all angles, we classify that as situational stress. Now, this may seem like a strange question. Just to remind our listeners, the topic, and that's why I'm asking these questions, is managing stress without food. So, again, it might seem strange, but what do you mean by food? Do you mean so-called comfort food or any solids, liquid, pills, meaning supplements or um, vitamins, not medication, that we ingest? Um, well, I would say in the situation that we're talking about, is that people tend, when they're feeling these moments of stress, to turn to, um, again, any kinds of typically solids and liquids. Things like supplements can be very good for, again, they're good to, for nutritional rounding out, and some people do take some supplements on a regular basis for helping with stress management. But 
and medications, if something is prescribed, I am absolutely all for it. And then somebody is seeing a medical professional and getting the help they need on another level. What we're talking, again, is situational stress. So people are are often turning to, as you mentioned, comfort food, and we can talk about what that means. But sometimes people will even turn to a salad or a piece of chicken or something that could be perceived as healthy. But the problem is that what they're doing is creating inlets. So we're talking about things that are being consumed. And again, it may be something, as you said, liquid like an alcohol to kind of even just ignore the situation. Um, But we are talking about those solids and liquids as compared to supplements that somebody might be taking that's prescribed. I actually wasn't thinking about liquor. I don't drink, so that didn't enter my mind. (laughs) What I was thinking about was like a milkshake. And and some people do turn to things that give them comfort, like a milkshake. People often turn to their carbs, like their breads and their cookies and crackers, or they might be looking at their potato chips and pretzels and the nearest thing uh, to them. Um, What happens is stress is a very victimized, passive feeling. Things are happening to me. I feel this great weight on my chest and I can't breathe. And the immediate reaction is, I feel so helpless, what can I do? And food becomes the distraction in the moment. It's something to take me away that can make me feel comfort and that can pacify the inner child that is just screaming for some relief. We all have an inner child that is what gives us our our joy, um, my father, Dr. Schwartz, who's one of the founders of AccuWeight Loss, is a retired psychologist. And as he always points out to us is, when's the last time that you saw an adult having fun? Adults are the ones with the responsibilities. So it's our inner child's job to be the, the voice of fun and of laughter and of pure joy. So when we're in this place of darkness, of helplessness, the inner child is reaching out for anything that it knows, which is often what children look for. They look for a treat. Treats make them happy. So it kind of leans the individual towards looking for that treat. And just a reminder, you're listening to the Voice of Manhattan Business. My guest today is Barbara Schwartz from AccuWeight Loss, The Bead Diet. We will be discussing managing stress without food. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301 and dial 1 so I know you have a question. Please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. Nothing in this program should be viewed as offering medical advice or endorsing any health-related product or service. Persons should consult their physician before beginning a diet or exercise regime of any type. And just in case anybody didn't get it, the reason that I emphasized the word bead was because I was about to say bread and caught myself. <laughs> so uh, there was no um, subliminal messaging or uh, anything else. Just didn't want to trip over my tongue. As I did last week with the BBB, the Better Business Bureau, when I was reading off their disclaimer, instead of saying BBB, I said BBC. So uh, I didn't want to go uh, two weeks in a row. 
Now, to important matters. Why is stress a bad thing? Is stress more dangerous than, for sake of argument, temporary weight loss? Logically, isn't it uh, so that if food relieves stress, then the need for food will end at least temporarily once the stress is gone? So I'm stressed out because, I don't know, um, my computer died on me. So I go and I have chocolate cake, I get a new computer, the stress is gone, I don't have to, I'm not going to eat any more chocolate. Well, you actually said something very key there. If the food relieves the stress, why is it a bad thing? And that's the key, and that's the, mis- that's the misnomer. It's not relieving it. It's distracting from it. What relieves the stress in the situation that you just pointed out was getting the new computer. Getting the chocolate cake didn't fix the problem. It was a temporary distraction. And if you think about it, Emotions of any sort need outlets. Food is an inlet swallowing it down and letting it broil inside. Our emotions are intangible. But what happens when the more you swallow down the emotions and pull them in, that now all of a sudden they're broiling inside and they start to manifest in actual tangible disease. This is when you hear people talk about having ulcers and having high blood pressure and getting acid reflux and spastic colons and IBS. Not to say there aren't other causes, but one cause of all of these things is actually swallowing down that food and holding those emotions in. What our body actually needs are relief in these moments of stress. Um, and by the way, and I say this, I always joke that, you know, once a stressaholic, always a stressaholic, or once a stress eater, always a stress eater. I stand up and I hold up my hand and I say, my name is Barbara Schwartz, and I am a stress eater. I'm a stressaholic, and I'm in repair. Um, what I've taken on is a personal journey that I learned while I was on AccuWeight Loss, because I am actually a graduated client, and I'm happy to say this week is my 12-year anniversary of maintenance. So I'm post-program and happily maintaining, which is a gift we like to pay forward to all of our clients, is long-term maintenance. But what I've observed of myself while on the program, as well as the thousands of people that I've worked with, is that short, jerky motions of the extremities are actually a stress reliever. So as an example, if you ever sat in a meeting and somebody's knee is bobbing up and down (laughs) at 900 miles a minute, And if you actually try to replicate that consciously, you can't do it. You can't make your leg move that fast. And you say to the person, oh, that's so annoying. Can you stop? And they're like, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I'm so sorry. And minutes later, it starts again. That's an indication that there's so much pent-up stress and anxiety, the body won't wear it anymore and is actually throwing it off through that nervous knee. If you've ever watched somebody right before they get on stage or are giving a big speech and they're pacing back and forth and they're shaking out their hands, again, short, jerky motions of the extremities. You can watch people in meetings and they're flipping a pen between their fingers or tapping their fingers on the desk. My mother told me that she loves knitting because it's so cathartic. And I realized, knit pearl, knit pearl. Ah, short, jerky motions of her hands. Well, I was on AccuWeight. I didn't want to cheat. 
and I realized I was in a stressful situation that I was regularly in, and I became very conscious that I used to plug food in my mouth in that situation. And so I reached for the first thing I found on my desk, which was a box of paper clips, and I started twisting the paper clip, and it broke. So I grabbed another paper clip, and I twisted it, and I twisted it, and I twisted it until it broke, and I grabbed another one. And I realized by the end of the conference call, I'd been through half a box of paper clips. But what I did realize is when I hung up the phone for the very first time after talking to that client, who used to always stress me out, and again, this is before my Accuate world. This was in my old career. And I realized for the first time I actually felt okay at the end of the phone call. I'd taken out the stress on the paper clips instead of swallowing it down with the food that I used to do. And so I started going on this journey of looking for other things that could help relieve the stress. And again, we, people always talk about exercise relieving stress. Think about running, hitting a punching bag, going for a power walk. Again, all of these things, even just you know, lifting weights and doing um, bicep curls, these are still all short, jerky motions of the extremities and are allowing the body to throw off that energy and anxiety. And when we have that clarity and we feel better, then the next time we don't look for the distraction of the food because the thing we connected to felt so much better than the food ever did. It gave us relief. And when we have relief, we have clarity. And when we have clarity, often we can find little bits of the situation that is creating the stress that we're able to resolve on our own. And when all of a sudden we're able to take action even if it's just in a minor area, now we are managing the stress instead of the stress managing us. Now, I know people who, in adi- or, or instead of eating when they get stressed out, they will exercise. There are others who don't do anything physical at all. There are those who will go shopping. There are those who will listen to music. There are those who will... Um, meditate. So why is it that the non-physical activity reduces their stress or or, uh, alleviates it? Well, in certain instances, such as shopping, you've got a temporary distraction. And again, as long as it's anything in the extreme is not healthy. So as long as it's not now spending beyond your limits, etc., but ultimately, something like shopping, in a way, can be kind of like the food. It's a distraction. Um, things like meditation or exercise, and again, exercise we talked about is a physical outlet. But something like meditation and actually breathing, and that's, by the way, one of the things we do offer our clients is we call it working your abs, is a little trick that I can teach all of you on, again, how to actually create a healthy distraction in a moment while you're learning other outlet tools. But you were asking about, for example, meditation. When you're breathing and you're slowing things down and you're oxygenating your system, oxygen is a systemic stress reliever. And one of the aspects we teach our clients is Qigong breathing for exactly that reason. When you can oxygenate your system, you're actually creating a natural, systemic 
stress reliever to the nervous system. So that's an, so it is actually an outlet because you're breathing in, and as you breathe out, you're breathing out that stress. Well, anyone who has ever watched a pitcher in a baseball game knows that before the pitcher will throw the pitch, they'll always take a deep breath. Right. So then you're actually the exhale is letting out those nerves. And we have a little thing we like to call working our abs, which is, number one, admit that you want the food or the thing, in this case maybe the shopping. Admit that you want the distraction. B, breathe. And, again, we teach our clients a form of Qigong breathing for just this purpose. And then substitute. While you're working through this, get a zero-calorie treat. Give yourself some, you know, some sparkling water or flavored water or get yourself a cup of tea or get yourself a sucking candy or something just to give your taste buds something that isn't necessarily detrimental to your long-term health. The only food I know of that is zero calories other than processed food, like you said, a candy, is celery. If you you burn up more calories eating celery than you do ingesting it because there's so few calories in it. Right. It's pretty much water. Uh, yeah. Similar yeah. with lettuce. <laughs> Although celery, like you said, celery is more calories burned because of the chewing. Uh-huh. It's crunchier. It's crunchier. But there are things, you know, there are all-natural sugar-free candies and sugar-free gums that use stevia or xylitol. And if so if you're looking for a, um, a temporary crutch in the interim, things like that, um, again, that can help keep you away from the food. Some of them are zero calorie. They might be one calorie with, you know, with the xylitol, um, but sometimes even just taking a zero-calorie drink with a little bit of flavor. Um, It's hydrating you. It's helping fill your belly. It's still slowing you down. And we've come across some great things. I'm actually looking at on my desk um, a product called Stir, S-T-U-R. And it's one of those squirters, like you see the crystal lights and and various other um, squirter flavors in the supermarket, but those all have artificial sweetener. Stirs uses all-natural flavors and stevia, zero-calorie, a quick squirt in your water, and now you've got some flavored water. Um, I also sometimes recommend to clients, make it a little stronger than you normally would and get those little $2 ice pop makers that we always, you know, where you usually pour the juice in and with the sticks and stick it in the freezer to make ices. Make it with something zero-calorie like this. Put a little extra flavor so that a little too strong to drink, freeze it into ice pops, and now you have something that you can suck on or even chew on when you're looking for that crunch, Um, and you've got zero-calorie ices that are all natural. If your response to stress is eating, Mm -hmm. what can you do to stop? What steps can you take? Well, the first thing I say is we're already perpetuating the behavior, right? It's a habit, and habits are the things that we do just because we've always done them, and we do them without thinking. So it is a journey of change to start instituting new behaviors that can form new habits. So the first thing I like to tell my clients is let's be kind to ourselves. If we're already stress eating, 
But every time we stress eat, if we beat ourselves up because we feel that we failed ourselves, then we're creating actual perpetuation of failure. And then we wind up actually compounding the stress because now we stressed ourselves out for eating and we snowballed it. So let's instead accept that this is our behavior and let's start to put some new tools in place instead. So things like, okay, you know, when I said, Hearing up paper clips. If that felt good to you, go get yourself some paper clips. Or I show clients on Amazon, they can pick up a worry stone or something that is easy access in the moment of stress that they can have around them. And start to think about what makes them smile when they think about connecting to that thing. And the first time that they turn to that thing instead of food, and again, that could be the substitute in the abs. Again, admit you want the food. Stop and do a breathing exercise and then substitute with your stress reliever, right? And tear up my paper clips. Now, the first time you do it, yay, that's one out of one that you did better than you did before. And the next time, you're human, you go back to your old habit and you stress eat. But you know what? Let's applaud the good one. You still one out of two didn't stress eat. That's still better. It used to be If it used to be 10 out of 10 that you were stress eating, if you can make it 3 out of 10 you didn't, you've made a step forward. And start focusing on applauding your successes in your change of behavior and your development of new habits. And forgive yourself for being human and perpetuating an old habit while you make the change. The key is being kind to yourself and accepting that we're human. We're not perfect but that doesn't mean we can't change. (laughs) We've discussed the positive things you can do instead of stress eating, exercise, meditation, what have you. But what are some of the negative alternatives to food that should be avoided? Well, as you and I kind of mentioned briefly, um, some people do turn to alcohol. And it's one thing to have a drink to calm your nerves, and it's another thing to start hiding behind the alcohol to um, numb yourself or any kind of um, numbing substance. Um, I'd say anything in the extreme becomes bad for you, right? So anything that you are overdoing, even exercise, can be unhealthy if it's done too frequently or too intensely, and then you're not going to be able to maintain it. So anything in moderation is typically okay. Anything in the extreme, you should examine why you're doing it because it just may be another form of distraction without relief. The key is also looking for genuine relief. So gambling, for example. Correct. Ridiculous shopping. I don't mean going out to buy a new book. I mean going out and buying new furniture for your house. Yeah. Things in the extreme, you know, shopping beyond your budget just because the shopping feels good, but if you can't afford it and now you're in debt that you can't pay, you've created another negative situation. So, again, anything in the extreme that's uncontrollable is just venting it out in a different way that is – is actually distress manifesting. It's not actually managing it or relieving it. Before I let you go, Barbara, please tell our listeners how they can get in touch. 
Uh, well, for our New York City office, uh, our email address is nyc at accuate.com. That's nyc at A-C-C-U-W-E-I-G-H-T dot com. And our phone number is 212-390-1733. And more information can also be obtained at our website at www.accuate.com. Barbara, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. I think you've provided our listeners with a lot of insights. Well, thank you so much for having us and having me. It was a pleasure, and as always, a special thank you to our listeners. And I am certain that Barbara joins me in wishing everyone a safe and prosperous week. Thank you.